welcoming everybody to another episode of Scurry in the Scrub. It is me, Jordan Scurry, here with my co-host, Matt DeMarinas. We are rocking on this Thursday morning. Uh, Matt, how you feeling? Feeling like super powered, supercharged, right? Supercharged. I'm feeling feel good too, man. Like halfway, I'm, great. I'm, I'm about halfway to like immunity for this COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a superhero right now. Yeah, man. It's a it's a good time right now. I feel like we're all the weather's getting better. Everyone's yeah. out here trying to get vaccinated, trying to get back on track, especially in the sports world. So it's a good time. It's a good time. I was out in the yard playing with a dog yesterday. And I'm like, God, it's getting nice out, too. This is like a perfect time to be vaccinated. Let's go. Let's get out here. College World Series, like right around the corner. I like hope we can attend it. I'm just like, let's go. I'm excited. So my like. Uh, my. Second shot is April 20th, which is my mom's birthday. So I'm really excited about. Yeah, just putting all the shit behind me. All right, it's better now. Yeah, what happened? You froze for a second. What just happened? Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, May that's the a fourth. good day. May the 4th is my immunity day. Like May the 4th. That's that's a yeah. great – it might have to be – you have to do something on that day. I, think I know. I have to think. Yeah. Yeah. May the 4th is going to have an even better meaning for you now going forward. So you're going to have to make that a day. Mm-hmm. I don't know what – maybe we record a pod. Maybe we get on that day. <clears throat> maybe. Yeah, because it's like, it's, like, it's like May the 4th be with you, and it's like it is with me. Yeah, I am not full. Definitely, definitely full on Jedi right now. Let's go. Plot twist. Plot twist. The vaccination gives you Jedi superpowers. Mm-hmm. So you might have the Force. You might have the Force. I know. After this, now I'm trying. I gotta like. I gotta write down a list of things like do's and don'ts with the Force. Like, don't do this. Yeah. Like, don't. Please don't like start Jedi mind reading when on the podcast. At least don't do that, that to me. Was that a thing? Could you read minds, or could you just like control minds? Was that, I can't. It would be, it was controlled, but like, don't do it. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't do that to me. Don't like. Oh, to you. Yeah. I don't think I yeah. would. Yeah. You're no, Cause you'll, like... you'll be like, Michael Jordan is the goat. And I'll be like, I won't, I won't be able to. Okay. So that might be the one thing I do then if that's. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I'll get that oh, out no. of the way. I'll just, I'll, I'll probably just Jedi mind trick everybody in that one real quick. Cause that's just like, that's just something. That would be your. No, it's like, it's kind of like when you learn math, you learn one plus one and then you go from yeah. there. I feel like everybody well, should just know Michael Jordan's the goat. That way, you can start well, off. Well, actually, can I put in a requ- can I put in a request of what you actually should use your sure a slippery Jedi. slope with requests. But just yeah, make sure, yours. yeah. Just do a Jedi mind trick so people don't think that transfers are bad. Transfers <laughs> are not bad. Transfers do not hurt culture. No, transfers are culture. You got it. You got to instill that in people. I almost think it's almost easier to recruit because of transfers. Yeah, because. Cause all these players are like, "Hey, uh, I'm 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 good at college basketball already. I've proven that, and I kind of want to play somewhere else. So hit me up." As opposed to like high schoolers, where you're like, "God, do I need to see them in the gym? Do I need to meet? Do I need to like see what they're about? Like, can they translate to?" Because with high school, you don't know. No, like, you don't know. It's better. like no, you absolutely. It's not about levels, right? Like if some dude's like so many dropping forty on like his neighborhood. Is his neighborhood good at basketball or like what? Like, how do you know who's like competition yeah. level? I've seen, I know some guy like players who have been recruited by Creighton at like a young age, 
who once they started facing stiffer competition on the AAU circuit, like kind of cooled off a little bit. And, you know, I was like, oh, all right. So with with transfers, they're already D1 hoopers. Like you already know, you know what I mean? We could bring this, we could bring this as right to me, honestly, because why didn't I like say get recruited by a Creighton or schools like that level at a high school like I should have? Because the competition I was playing against wasn't that good. And there's just so many schools like that all over the country that it's like the leagues aren't necessarily that good. Like, look at Zion Williamson's high school highlights. Like, yeah, who, right. is he, who is he playing against? He's a specimen. Don't get me wrong. But, like, who is he playing against? So it's like these are the leagues that it's like, is that really going to translate? Guys like Zion, it's like obviously. But guys like me, it's like, is it going to? Like, mm-hmm. coaches just don't know. I, you can't fault them for that. But – at a D1 level, like once you can prove that, like that's a stage to prove it. So yeah, yeah, come on, man. There's just so that'll many- be the, that's my only request, just that one. <laughs> that's fine. I'll, I'll I'll lay it out there. That's for sure. I want to get into that with you today too, because we got to talk about no, oh, absolutely the movements of college basketball and everything. Absolutely, I've been actually but- following some of them. I saw even this morning Shavar Reynolds to Mammoth. Mm-hmm. That's the other part of it too. Have you have you seen have you seen um. Have you been tracking them? Do you have all of them from the no. biggest <laughs> I mean, there's so many. I just like yeah, there is. I just kind of follow, I follow. I follow like where, when, uh, when they enter and when they leave it, basically. So like, like Shavar Reynolds is one that yeah, I'll mark down because I'm like, okay, he went from Seton Hall. Now I know where he's at, kind of thing. Um, that's the other part of it too. I think I don't understand. I, I there's there was a whole lot of first of all it's our fault in the media and uh, you know, I'm just going to lump us in there because we play a part in the conversation, even if we don't necessarily uh, push it this direction, but some in our field decide to just uh, relentlessly um, carry water for the, from the perspective of the coaches, which is like, yeah, their jobs are a little bit harder, right? Because roster management is more difficult now. Because not only you can't just get a kid on campus and then be like, "All right, I pretty much have him under my control until the NBA or whatever." You know what I'm saying? Like that's those days are over. Um, and you see a lot of like we've we've gotten into these arguments with people is like you see a whole bunch of uh, it's just like very condescending with like, what are we, what are we doing? This generation, yada, yada, yada. You hear all that stuff and you just roll your eyes at it. And none of it is founded in, in it doesn't, it just feels like dishonest because coaches are just allowed to act a fool. Like they can go do anything they want to do in terms of what's best for them, their family, their careers and there is no there is no uh safety net for that there's no like deterrent right if 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 chris beard for example wants to go from where did he start uh arkansas little rock to texas tech to texas i mean that dude's that dude's been at three places in like in like within within the span of since you got to college, essentially he's been at three places. Like, so 
why isn't there a deterrent for that? But yeah, we try to create a deterrent for players that want to move freely based on their own happiness, right? Because we're, I mean, use Shavar Reynolds as an example. No disrespect to Monmouth, but is is Shavar Reynolds is is is, is someone leaving Seton Hall to go to Monmouth really like ruining the sport? Shavar Reynolds started at Seton Hall. Exactly. He's going to Monmouth. Kobe McEwen started at Marquette. He's going back to Weber State. State. Are these dudes really like monopolizing the sport into like, you know, power, power, power programs, consolidating talent? No, it's just freedom of movement. It all, it's all it is. You just hit the word. So I did some, so I did some research on this, right? And if you go back, there's a really good YouTube clip of one Kareem Abdul-Jabbar having like a conversation with the NCAA. I, I don't know if it was Mark Emmert or who it was at the NCAA. And it's good because they talk about like a lot of these people talk about the perspective uh, just of the college athlete. And they were actually talking about like getting paid. So not to go off topic, but whatever they said, like, we don't want to come. We like, we don't want to give these 20 to 22 year old, 24 year old, whatever it is, the money, because kids are, they're, they're going to make mistakes with their money. Like they're going to, like, they're going to, they don't know yet. Like we want to give them this, this structure so that they can grow to do all that. And it's funny because in the video, you see Kareem's response and he goes, well, why? And he goes, and it's like, it's a very simple why, because it's like, you're limiting their freedom, right? Like that's a, who are you to decide like that just because they're like, we see 40 year olds and all that making and CEOs and all that making same mistakes and ruining their careers, right? Like who are you to decide that? these 20 year olds don't deserve the compensation for what they're doing. And who are you to decide that these 20 year olds shouldn't have the freedom to move where they want. I think it's the same concept. And we're talking about freedom here. Like it's a, it's just the freedom to do like as they please. And I think you're right. Just that a lot of people put this hat on of like, I got to be on the coach's side with this. Cause this is the person getting paid to steer the ship. Right. But it's like, no, this is a, this is now a freedom issue because we're talking about limiting the freedoms of the college athlete, which is wrong. <laughs> Why is a really good question to ask sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even have to be elaborate. Simply, very simply, mm-hmm. very simply. Just, just, just like someone states a way of operation. Why? Like, and when you get down and when you start to go through it and understand, or just try to understand the reasoning behind certain things, the why makes less sense as you go into this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the transferring is not easy for anybody. No. Like think about it. You're moving to a different part of the world that you've probably never been before. You're going to a different school, meeting new people. That's, that's intimidating. And also, and especially yeah, like who, we, likes we, new, who likes starting from ground zero at that stage but, in your life when you're trying but, to listen, man, like we talked about this before, right? Like, we talked about this off. It's been a hell of a year. How can we fault some of these kids for wanting to go home? Like, how can we want fault some of these kids for wanting to be close to their families? Like, everything that families have gone through in this past year, how can you fault college kids who are like, you know what, maybe made a, like me, maybe made a big decision to go to Nebraska to pursue dreams at a program like a Creighton, but something like a 2020 happens, and you're like, I don't know, man, maybe I just want to be closer to home. You know, so I, I, I just think it's it's a weird it, I, I think a lot. Yes, I do think a lot of the criticism in the media just is 
is not fair in this year either. Like, I think we're not, we're, we're not taking it with the grain of salt that was 2020 and how transfers obviously just got, uh, like the rule just got passed at like the media eligibility and all that. So I, I think a lot of the media is not factoring that in. I, got, I know it's obviously there, but and like it's understood, but still, it's still not being factored in as much, I think, well, as it should. And the messed up part of it too is the media is so good at like kind of rolling with, like I said, the carrying water aspect of it mm-hmm. is so good at rolling straight into uh, just complimenting a coach on a job well done, essentially. That I mean, I mean, Seton Hall is an example. Like Seton Hall lost some players, and and then you know the transfer portal filled up with thousands of, you know, thousands of players, and um, it became this hot topic. Like, oh my god what's wrong with college basketball right now? Like all these kids are going somewhere and when they land somewhere and when they land somewhere, the same people that said it's a problem are like, wow, this team's reloading. Like this team's going to be good next year. There's not going to be any fall off, no rebuilding year, all this stuff. Like Seton Hall is getting two dudes right now who, if they're allowed to be immediately eligible, will make them like two or three dudes who will make them an NCAA tournament team next year. Without Mamu and everything, like forget, like it doesn't even matter. They'll they'll transition straight to being a contender in the Big East again, because they brought in ready-made D1 talent, guys with experience at that level, um, who won't have to sit out a year. You know what I mean? Think about that. Think about think about when Maurice Watson Jr. and Cole Huff transferred to Creighton. It was right after Doug McDermott's senior year, right? So Doug McDermott, Jens Maniga, Grant Gibbs, Ethan Rocky, they all leave. They all graduate. Um, and Creighton goes from second in the Big East to a doormat. Why? Because Maurice Watson and Jr. and Cole, Maurice Watson Jr. and Cole Huff are sitting in the gym, just like on ice for a year. And Creighton goes 14 and 19 and loses a bunch of close games, like a bunch of like one possession games down the stretch. A ton of them. You're telling me if you're telling me it's not beneficial to a, a school like Creighton or anybody to just have an ability to bring in uh, D1 transfers to fill some gaps, maybe that aren't where, where your high school recruits aren't ready to play at that level consistently, where you can fill in the blanks with these players that are trying to find uh, different opportunities for whatever reason. It's not like I'm not saying that all the reasons for transferring are good. But I'm saying something, but that we can't, de- we shouldn't demonize them on, on the whole. So, what does Creighton's season look like in 2014, 2015 if Maurice Watson and Jr. and Cole Huff aren't wasting reps in the gym? In the, that's all they could do was practice. They couldn't travel, they couldn't play in any games. And Creighton went 14 and 19 and lost a bunch of close games. You telling me that team's not at least in the NIT with those two dudes? What, what, least, did, what did that? What did that year? What did that year? And then the next, because the next year, Cole, what did. about Cole Huff's? What about Cole Huff's knees? Yeah, remember what? What did a year? What did a year of wear and tear and just practicing for Cole Huff and not being able to play at all? What did that do for like the like the end of his career when he could when he was struggling to play, man, like, through injury? Talk about it. So, but this is where so where I'm for no reason, right? And but where I was getting even, so I was obviously on that same note, right? Of especially because think about how different it would be, like you're saying, if transfers are now eligible. It's it's all messed up that it wasn't that way before, anyway. But where I was getting pushback on it, right, 
is people were saying, you know, but that's not, these guys aren't like bringing in any type of culture. They're only seeing it as an opportunity. Right. And where I counter that though, is I'm like, how can like, so coach, like, how can you believe that these coaches like a Chris Beard or any coach, they're like, like oh, all these coaches have this culture and they've even like a shock of smart where they can bring their culture to these different schools and it, and it continues there, like through the players. Cause that's the argument I was hearing. I'm like, who's to say a player can't do the same thing. Right. Like who's to say Maurice Watson jr's impact where it be at where BU at first. And then at Creighton, he didn't have a, I know he has an outlasting impact on both schools. Like I know he still talks to people. I still worked out with people from BU when we were at Creighton, we worked out with people at BU when we came back on breaks at Creighton that, what do you mean? That's, that's not culture. That's culture to me. That's leadership. Like that's still, why can, I don't understand why we can't see it through the lens that players can impact these programs from transferring the same way coaches can by leaving a culture where they, whatever it is. Like, I just think that that's, it can be the same. So hundred percent. I'm just not, I'm just not hearing that. How, how do you, how do you feel as a player to know you brought in someone who's like immediately the best guy in the gym? That's what I'm saying. You tell me that doesn't improve. That doesn't improve the situation. Reg- call yeah. it whatever you want. Call it culture or just like general confidence of your of what you're doing. But you think the 2014 2015 team doesn't feel like more confident on game day if they've got Maurice Watson Jr. and Cole Huff with them? Yeah. As opposed to just I guarantee like, you, everybody on that going, as opposed to just getting their ass kicked by them all week and then trying to go into a yeah. game and play the Big East teams. What about like Marcus Foster? That's the that was the that was the funny part about covering Creighton through those years was like there was a series of years where you were like these dudes are the best players in the gym and they can't play. When Maurice Watson was when Maurice Watson was going through his sit out year, it was like man he's the best player in the gym and he's not gonna play a minute. When Marcus Foster was going through his sit out year the following season, when you guys were when it was 2015-2016 team, it was like Marcus Foster is the best player in the gym right now. He's like dunking on everybody's heads right now. I remember and, that. And and he that. can't play. You know what I mean? That no wonder per- 16, 17 was like a party when you guys played Wisconsin. Cause Marcus because Foster, it was, Marcus he was Foster free. They free and swaggy. Yeah. Marcus they Foster, free and swaggy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that was our whole motto at the beginning. It was like too free. We he's free again. Like yeah. the same dude that was Kansas State dunking uh-huh. on people. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was free again. Like that's yeah. what how he felt. Remember the remember the and arena when he came it. down and catched that first three and then like winded up his arm? It was like he hit a game winner, dude. It was like it was 30 free. seconds yeah. in. He was he was back at it. He was yeah. free. That's what I mean. So why you why would we want to what's the point of padding that? Like why do you have to, why do you make that sit a year? What's the point? Why now some guys <clears throat> you know what I do think? Like, I don't think it's a bad idea to have an option to Sit out if you want to, and no, not lose, you can write shirt, not, not lose. And I'm them. sure take a red shirt sure. if you yeah, transfer. yeah. I'm sure Damian you could do Jefferson, that. Damian Jefferson is a guy who benefited a lot from sitting out because the transition from, like I said in the in the lead up to this, the transition from going from one place to another was tough for him. Not just from a basketball side of it, from a basketball Ooh, side of it, he got oh, hurt, so he was in a walking boot. Yeah, um, and he was having trouble like you know, kind of like getting uh, a good vibe with the team. He wasn't making a lot of friends. Like he was kind of quiet and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, introverted. So it was like, he wasn't really DJ. So 
that was tough. So I imagine like he benefited a lot from just having that year to transition himself to kind of phase himself into the team a little bit and improve his own game and kind of get his own confidence. And then he hit the ground running. What do you have like 12 boards and like almost a double double his first game after becoming eligible. He wasn't ready to do that. Like from the jump when he got to Creighton. So yeah, I'm cool with it. I want to use a red shirt year. And if, if use it like, just like you do with freshmen, bring them in. And if the transition's not going well, have a conversation and let the players decide if they kind of want to sit out and develop. That's fine if they want to make that decision themselves. But give them the choice. Give them the give choice. Them the choice. It's about there. It's if about they want to come and play right away and they think they can contribute and you think they can help you, what are you stopping them for? Like NCAA, why are you stopping them? What's the point? Like, keep asking yourself why. Why do why should players why do players sit out a year? Well, it's like, oh, it's a deterrent to stop them from just like moving wherever they want every single year. Why is that a bad thing? Every other, stu- every other, every other student can transfer wherever the hell they want every single year. All and they different don't have types of athletics. Yeah. Sit, if if a player, if a student transfers from Creighton to UNO, okay, let's say you're an Omaha kid and you transfer from Creighton to UNO, a perfectly normal thing to do. Do you have to sit in the dorm for a year before you can start going to class? Or can you just like start doing your thing? Can you participate in intramural sports or do you have to sit out and redshirt those two? Like there is no, there is no, why are you hindering? Uh, why is there a deterrent for that? There shouldn't be. Let them move. Let them go wherever they want. You think that stuff's not going to normalize itself? Like, like everybody's talking about kind of entitlement, right? Well, if you let a player leave a situation that's tough for them, you won't teach them how to overcome adversity. And I'm like, I don't know, because I feel like they're going through a lot of adversity in general as a student athlete, just because of what your schedules are like on a daily basis, that, that no matter where they go, they're going to face adversity. So the only, way to, the only way to get out of that adversity holistically is for them to quit playing sports. You know what I mean? Thanks. That's just, that's how they would avoid all that. Cause it's not like they can go from, it's not like they can go from one school to the next and it, it all becomes, it's like, it's like going to class and practice and games becomes any different. It's the same thing, just in a different, different place. You, so there is no you, reason when you start asking yourself why along the way, there is no good reason for a deterrent to be in place for players not to be able to move without being immediately eligible. There just isn't there. The logic doesn't make any sense anymore. It would make more sense too. If, like the like it would make more sense if the NCAA had good reasoning for yeah okay maybe we'll like if you like and I'm just also like because if you see a player jumping around three times then it's like okay maybe just limit that player but it doesn't need to be we're limiting all players because we're worried about them jumping around like because I can I I, I can you're right what is the rule the new rule that they're going to vote on is a one-time transfer right so yeah, that that wouldn't even include the guys you're talking about, the players you're talking exactly. about right there, the ones that are like, yeah, you know, I just. And I don't think there's right. any guys yeah. that necessarily want to go to three, right? Like Division One school, like they don't. You want to go? You want to go to somewhere where it works? Like no one's out set out like thinking I have to go to three different. But in the world we live in today, and especially think of because what college basketball is becoming now is AAU, right? Because it's all like my generation, especially even younger than me. Kids used to, I'm going to just play on different AAU teams every weekend so I can get more exposure. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to play in a couple different conferences and see which exposure works better for me, see what's 
style of play fits better for me. I like yeah. it's it's become that. But no dude is trying to go to three different leagues and anything like that. And you know, if funny. you did see that, and if they did see that, that would stick out, and everybody would under like see that something's going on there, yeah. and they could make a they could adjust on the fly with that but ne- why limit all players because you're worried about one very far off thing mm-hmm. that might not even happen that most likely won't happen from so there the was there wasn't there players. was actually an example of a, of a player jumping around like i think he's at he's at his uh where's he at his third school kind of technically mm-hmm. um so Jariah Horn, he's a former. He played for he. He was originally started at Nebraska. Okay, and bad start he, already. <laughs> questionable decision making out of the jump. I could have told you. Just, be we're at just kidding. We're already. just kidding. Go to. It's fine. We're just kidding. Let's be. Let's be. Uh, so yeah, he goes to Nebraska. Okay, plays one year there. It 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 doesn't go well. He admits that he didn't have the best practice habits and whatnot. So you could tell just by reading through everything that his situation was um, not just unhappiness. Like he wasn't mature enough to, to play at that level. You know what I mean? So he goes to Tulsa, graduates from Tulsa and grad transfers to Colorado where he plays in the NCAA tournament this year, um, gets to experience all of that. Uh, one of the best years Colorado's had in, in a minute. Um, this is all. See, but this is also then, very different too. And then he gets in, and then he get, then because of the fact that the NCAA gave a blanket waiver to everybody to have a free year of eligibility, if they wanted to come back because of the uncertainty of the season, he got to play one more year of college basketball if he chose to do so. So where's he going? He's going back to Tulsa, but you, because, but that's but for his own reasons, like he's got unfinished business. He said at Tulsa, but he already graduated from Tulsa. So like, what does he owe anybody a sit out year anymore? So like even also, if you want even but, if you wanted to prohibit uh, players from moving to different schools, multiple different schools, what does he owe anyone that he's been to right now? He went to he went from the Nebraska was the only situation he left uh, where you could call it problematic, right? Where it did, just didn't work out because of things that he did, and not even like problematic is probably the wrong word, but just you know he admits that his practice habits weren't great and that his playing time was a result of that. So it's not like he he had control over his situation, but you know, whatever he found at Tulsa, he settled in pretty well because he played three years there, got his degree. And at I that point, you're the, a grown ass human. That's being. what I'm saying. Let him go. And this is what I'm, he this wants. Is, and, but, yeah. and this is what I was gonna say though. But this is what changes what you just said. Think about it. he graduated. He deserves that. He earned that. Like the same way when you graduate from like schools, you can get certain like scholarships for grad school why can't basketball reward dudes for graduating the same thing like and that you want to talk about loyalty to a program any graduate from any program there should be you should be able to go and play wherever like right. you want like a he went to colorado you're saying yeah the year immediately after he graduated tulsa good he deserves that and he also deserves to go back to tulsa because he graduated and then completed another year look at jet look at jet canfield from at creighton He's, he's got, he got his degree in three years and he's and he's a, he's a grad transfer with now because of the uh, COVID eligibility year. He's a grad transfer with like three years of eligibility because he redshirted his first year at Creighton. So he was a he has three years left because he's getting his sophomore year back. Yep. And he goes sophomore, junior, senior. 
but he's got a college degree in hand. So if some, if some, like, if some college wants to take a chance on him right now and, and, and give him a, a more impactful role on the court itself and let him play in games and let him hoop when the lights are on, why should that guy, why should Jet have to sit out and wait for that opportunity? He's he ready. He's got a college degree in his pocket. Like, and he's what, got, like, what does he owe there's anybody? No reason. There's he's no reason. Up, he's a grown adult. He's a human being. He's a grown man right now. Let him go. He can like, go get a job. So why make, can't he go? Yeah. If, if he can go get a real life job, why can't he go play? Like, think about that. Like, just yeah. weigh those two things hand in hand and well, try to logically tell me that. I have a more, I have a more extreme analogy. We send 18 year olds off to fight our wars, don't we? I mean, yeah, that's that's a whole different. We, I mean, we, we can, if you really, if you, re- I mean, if you really want to do that, if, one. if we really want to get into the weeds of the why, like I said, if you keep asking yourself why, the more you ask yourself why, the less it makes sense. We send the eighteen-year-olds off to fight wars, but we won't, we won't let them hoop if they want to, they to make them sit out, not, and sit but, out, but, and like, you know, just understand that you, you you moved and you didn't work, so you gotta like have a punishment. Yeah. Here. When it gives what is that year? year? What is that a year? year to, it's a year to grow, Matt. It's a year to really like find yourself in the middle of sure. Omaha, Nebraska, and just yeah. sit out for a year. You know, you gotta you gotta mature. Uh-huh. It's like a 20, 22 year old transfer. You're asking him to mature. Like, right. no, he just wants to hoop, bro. Yeah, just you just want to hoop. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you think the, like that's what I mean? If it, all these all these like media members getting ahead of their skis here by by talking about. You know, by pi- by parroting what the coaches are saying in terms of the problem it's going to create in the sport, these coaches want these kids eligible. Like at the end of the day, if it it sounds bad when they think about it, just in general, like oh my god, I could lose players and every year, and and I have to like re-recruit a whole roster. That sucks. Yeah, Holds that does more accountable. That does suck. A more bit. accountable though. That does suck a little bit, but it also, yes, it also makes you have to have a genuine form, a genuine relationship, not just from high school to college, but through that, through those years as well. You also make millions of dollars to build a roster. So stop it. And then three that you're only talking about it from the, from the, from the perspective of if you lose players, but if you bring players in who you think are really good, you don't want them sitting. How many, this whole thing's, was born out of coaches trying to get random ass waivers for just whatever reason. And I also think, I also really do think it helps culture to keep circulating guys to come into a program that are just more grateful. Like, cause I'm, me as a four year guy, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you there were times where I'm like, yeah, not that I ever got ungrateful per se, but it gets monotonous. It gets the same thing year after year. It's nice when new guys come in, and shed light on and are like, man, I'm so grateful for this facility every year. Right. Like I'm hearing that from guys who are transferring in and that's what makes like me be like, wow. Like it, it, it's like, I, a, it's I like a breath. of good. Yeah. I have it pretty good. So it's a breath of fresh air every year. So like, I don't think people understand that aspect to the transfer too. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm seeing dudes come in, whether it was <laughs> Maurice and them like explaining how much better Creighton was than their former situations or seeing Dame come in, Denzel come in and then being like, man, so happy we got 24 hour access to the gym and stuff like that. It's like things that I could get caught up just taken for granted. I don't because I have these guys coming in. And mm-hmm. so I don't think people realize that either. Like that's huge. Yeah. So like, and that's good just for coaches, coaches, 
year after year, you're bringing in more guys that just appreciate the program and aren't just stuck in like just been in it, you know, when and there is value to guys who have been in it like a me or like a Mitch, but there's also just, you need that. There's a balance to it. And I don't think this throws that balance out of whack. I don't either. I don't. I, do you, yeah. I do you think you're going like, to, I think, and I think that's the whole, and I think that's the core of why people are getting mad because they're like, oh, we're just going to have more transfers and less stay guys. No, you're going to have the Jordan Scars. You're going to have the Mitch Ballack still. Like, I don't think it eliminates that. You're mm-hmm. still going to have these guys, but you're also just going to have some studs that have jumped around because they needed to find a better opportunity for themselves. Yeah. It's just it, going to be more of that. that it's gonna, like, it, but it the balance is- will still exist. Don't Do not think that that balance is dying. Like, it will still very much exist, and this doesn't hurt it. No. And it also makes winning easier because you're going to be able to fill talent gaps quicker with, without having to develop as much. You know, it just makes yes. your job – at the end of the day, it's going to make the job easier because every single year you're going to have a wider net to recruit impact mm-hmm. players too. Like you don't have to worry about what happens when I get a freshman on campus. Like how's that is – that, is that guy going to be ready when, when it really gets – when we really get down into it or, or are we going to have to – because you red – sometimes freshmen redshirt too. Because they're not ready, yeah. you have that less at a, to a lesser degree with with transfers, because they're already D one hoopers. They are, like, and you can still you can still think of a. I'm spitballing here now, but think of it even like a Kentucky this year. They would have benefited from having more transfers and could have let some of those freshmen redshirt and develop. Yeah, especially the ones that got injured, right? And you can still did the rule to redshirt freshmen. Did that go away with this new transfer thing? No, so you can still do that. Toby Hegner. Toby Hegner's are still going to exist. Like, don't think that these kind of players aren't going to exist just because it's transfer rule. And I'm hearing, and this is where, and this is where I'm also hearing a lot of criticism too, where people are like, and I get it too, right? Like the allegiance of like to college basketball, people are like, oh, the programs aren't going to be what they were like. So the transfer thing is bad for college basketball. And I'm not, and, and to what people are saying, I'm not going to disagree with it because it's not going to make the college basketball, I think, like the normal teams, like as fun to root for because it's not going to be that as much. But I think it makes college basketball, like the actual games as a product, way better because you're going to have dudes comfortable and in positions that they've like, ex- they, you're going to have guys who have experienced more, right? So it's like guys who, found out like something like a Nebraska that didn't work for them, like in a place where maybe you didn't have the best habits, but you learned from that. And then you went somewhere and were able to then understand, Oh, this is what I need to be comfortable. This is how I get my game going. Like, this is how these are the kind of guys that I need to play around that complement my game. You have guys figuring that stuff out for themselves because they have this freedom to change programs and do that for themselves. So you have people figuring out. So I think that actually makes a better product for the game. Like I think, that's better. It's going to be better basketball. It will be better basketball all across the map. It might not be your, your favorite program might not be as fun to root for because you don't have the same guys for as long, but I still think it's going to result in better games being played. Well, I laugh at that. I laugh at that part too, because they're only, they only like rooting for the guys as long as the guys want to be in those jerseys. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. if someone leaves, they're like, Oh man, Mm -hmm. You know, you're a traitor. Why are you leaving? What the hell's wrong with you? Like you hear all. But that's gonna. That's gonna. So, so don't, exa- so, so, but I don't. I don't mind that though. Because I don't mind that though. Because now it forces these people who are these casual fans, whatever that you're speaking of, it forces them to look at these athletes like real people instead of just somebody who yeah. puts on their team's jersey. 
look at them like real people Come and on like now. look at a, like let's look at a christian bishop for example let's, i want to get into like his yeah what we think of him leaving in the first place but first of all like does does him leaving before his eligibility at creighton is over with change any of the impact he had on anybody <clears throat> like like think about every picture he's taken with a kid at a pink out game or any game or um any autograph he signed or anything he's like when 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 the when the kids come in the gym after practice and like you know he like lifts them up to dunk or like help rebounds for them shooting does that impact just like completely go away because he yeah, left no, eventually cause now now because he's just wants to do better for himself all yeah, the those memories are still all, there you and all the ways he grew all yeah. the ways he grew as a person in omaha just don't matter anymore because he's not going to be a part of the program and like he's not going to graduate at creighton or come on yeah. now that's the, that's silly that's yeah silly. you can still you can still cherish those memories and root for him to be successful because of yes. the time he gave you somewhere else because it's going to happen eventually right he's going to leave creighton eventually he's not there these aren't these aren't professional contracts in what, players are signing they're one year in what way, just as simply as put in what way was the relationship relationship between i'll even just say all of omaha and christian bishop not mutually beneficial how is it not yeah explain that to correct, me correct how is it not mutual there there is no answer it was yeah right every through and through i know him one of my better friends man you know it like that was he gave up himself to that whole program the whole time he was there. He gave up himself and look at what it did for him. Like he, he just gave and gave and gave himself. And now it put him in a uh, amazing, he has an uh, amazing opportunity for himself. And honestly, the people of Omaha should be happy because that's what I'm saying. Like it went hand in hand. Like he did what he did for the university and the basketball program. And it ended up like, this is what it's done for him. And I'm, I'm happy for him and I'm proud of him. And I'm just like, people in Omaha should be celebrating this more. They should, they should be critical of it. They yeah. should be very much celebrating people, fans. If you're a fa- if you're actually a fan, you would be celebrating this look more than he, you'd be look like, look Oh, look what he did. Anything. Exactly. I mean, because of the, because of the, I guess if you want to, uh, there just isn't anything to condemn him for even in the aftermath of him leaving because he sacrificed, he sacrificed, you know, his own uh, personal goal um, for what the team needed because he played, he played the five, a position he never played before undersized in a, in the big East uh, molded his body to suit that. So he could bang and still move. Right. Um, and he's the reason that, like, he's one of the main reasons that, uh, you guys won a big East regular season title. One of the main reasons you still were contending for it the following year. He's the reason you guys beat, uh, UCSB in the first round. Otherwise that run doesn't even get off the ground. Wait, not Um, to the side. I, I, not, I got to interject though, because I did. So when he left, I posted how I was happy for him on Twitter, right? Yeah. And I had somebody have the audacity to hit in my mentions that this was not – I'm not even going to name names, but somebody had the audacity to get in my mentions talking about not a not a good idea for him. And I was like, no, nah, it is. And I was like, no, nah, it is. And he was like, homie can't shoot. And I was like – I didn't even respond. I actually laughed to it because I'm not – and I still am not going to respond. But 
he hit the two biggest free throws probably in the NCAA tournament still. So I don't think I need to respond to that one. I don't think I need to. I think that one goes without saying. I'm glad we could talk about it here. So, yeah, a lot <laughs> of – That's the thing. Yeah, because I think I get that a lot when people think it's just like not a uh, – you know, even when <laughs> even when Denzel, of all people, just, just you know, it wasn't any surprise that he didn't take his extra year because what is that going to be for him? That's year six, right? He already yeah. sat out. So this is this was his fifth year of college basketball. So was it any surprise that he said he's going to declare for the NBA draft and like actually be a professional? I hope not. Yeah, I, I hope, hope it not. wasn't a surprise because he's you didn't think he was coming back for year six, right? Because that's a lot of no. that's a lot of years in college. Yeah, that is, um, that is a little too much. Little too, especially when he already tested the waters of professional basketball last, last summer. year. Like that's yeah. usually you don't get two years out of people who do that. I'm just saying. Yeah. So uh, very, very true. Correct. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, oh yeah. You know, why do we have to kick players when they're on their way out? So like the guy, the person in the person in your mentions when Christian left, oh, not a good idea. He can't shoot. He needs to just come back to Creighton and be, you know, a ball screen and dunker guy. It's like, hold up. That's going to help him shoot, bro. That's really going to help him shoot. (laughs) For real. That's going to make, yeah, that'll make the situation better. Uh, And then Denzel, like, you know, a former uh, radio host from here, like decided to say like, Oh yeah, you know, this is good oh, for I saw that. that he's leaving because, you know, his, uh, <clears throat> I guess like to, to, to um, dress it up a little bit, his shot selection hurt Creighton this year. And it's like, can we just, can we just be happy for people? Like, don't eat, players, coaches, any, can we just be happy for people? Is it okay to just be Clearly like, man, thanks Denzel not. for all the buckets you got at Clearly CU, not. helping them win, helping them make history. Like Denzel's two years of eligibility, Creighton made history in both seasons. You really think he made them worse? Like, what do we? T- you can like, yeah. Is what are he we talking per- about? What are yeah, we, did he miss? Did he miss? Did he have some about? bad shooting games? Fine. Like, I'm sorry that he didn't like go sixty percent from three every single time out on the floor. That's that's too bad. Like. It, it happens. I mean, what are we criticizing here? Denzel had two years at Creighton. They won a Big East title. I went to a Space 16 in the second. Do you really think he made the team worse? Those things have never happened. Two things, like two firsts cross off the list. And two for two, two for two seasons. Like, that, don't kick that man when he's down. Why would, like, why would he come back for a sixth year? What the hell for? I just think Christian, Christian, all Christian shouldn't leave. He can't shoot. How do you know he can't shoot? He's never been allowed to shoot. Yeah, I've seen him. He can shoot, man. He can actually like, can shoot. He, I mean, like, like I've, I've seen him. I saw he, him for years. Isn't, isn't it his right though. to go and find out if a coach wants to at least let him try it? And it's yeah. not like Creighton wouldn't let him try it. It's like, but they felt That's not. They felt like that if 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 they look at their roster, simply put, if, if they look at their roster, him, there are if guys who was going to let him shoot. They would have been letting him shoot if Creighton. If there was a role for him to start, right? He was. He was. He was, he was the best. He was the best player on the roster to do what he did. So that's why Creighton needed him to do that because no one else would have been able to. If he wanted to go play like Mitch's position and and was flat out against playing the five, you know what Creighton would have done? Benched him. <laughs> right? If Christian exactly. Bishop did not want to play the five, exactly. think about that. If he didn't want to play the five, he wouldn't have played because they would have said, no, we know you're not a better shooter than Mitch. Um, 
or DJ or whatever. So if you're not going to do this, you're not going to play. So Christian's like, in his mind, maybe he's like, okay, well, maybe I should just go look around at the 350 other schools in the country and see if anyone's like, yeah, we'll let you play this position because we have other guys who can do what you've already done. What's, what's, what's the harm in that inherently? I don't see any. Is, look, listen, can he fail? Well, is it, is it possible that he fails? Yes. Yes. But is it possible? Who, who's is choice it possible? Is that to, whose choice that, should that be to make? That, right. Is it possible that his NBA, his NBA aspirations don't increase with this move? Is it possible? Yes. But why shouldn't he take the chance? Like, why should yeah. he not be allowed to take the chance? If some, let's just say, let's just throw out, a, like, he's, you know, wherever he's getting out. Let's just say Missouri, his, his home state school. Let's just say Missouri is like, hey, uh, you know, we've got, like, big bodied post players. Like, we've got dudes who can, who can, handle all the the banging around in the post and rebounding and rim protection and and ball screen stuff. We've got dudes all that right. dirty work you had if, to do. Yeah, if you want to come if you want to come and like compete at, you know, the 3 or the 4 and handle the ball more and 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 have the you know, have the freedom to shoot more because we you know, we've got enough guys who can do the other stuff. Yeah, come on board. Like why shouldn't he be allowed to test that out? You know what I mean? I just don't I just don't see the harm in it. I don't it, it doesn't even matter. Like if he fails, if he fails at it, it's irrelevant to me. That's irrelevant. Like let it, it, he, he should not be prohibited from trying. And it's not, and again, it doesn't go back to saying that Creighton wasn't going to let him try it. It's just that Creighton needed him to do the other stuff too. Otherwise they would be bad. They wouldn't win the big East title or go to a 16 Without all those rebounds, without all that rim protection, without all those ball screens. Christian was the best at it, so that's why he did it. But Creighton has no one else to do that but him. So he knows that in his mind that, yeah, even if I were allowed to, to this summer to just, uh, to just let it fly and compete for a spot at the four, um, I would still need to do all the stuff at the five that I don't really want to do anymore. So why should he not be allowed to do it? To, to just go somewhere else – see if another school is open to not having him play as many minutes at the five and see what it's about. Because if honestly to his only path to the NBA right now is to prove that he can do that. Correct. Am I wrong in that? He has yeah. to prove, he has to prove no, he you're can right. Shoot. It's about he has to prove he can shoot at this level before he goes to the NBA. Correct. Correct. And okay, it's just so, about, so that's, it's just a risk. You're right. Like, let him try. You, you're Exactly. Cause he has to prove, he can do all the things that Creighton that he wasn't doing at Creighton, but he can't necessarily do them at Creighton. So he has to, he should. So yes, he should be able to explore because he needs that to be able to get to the next level that he wants to be at. Agreed. I just don't. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, the point, the part of like whether it's the right decision for him is, is, I'm not saying they're. I'm not saying that's that's the wrong thing to to like. I'm not saying you're wrong if you had that opinion, but yeah, he makes Cre- he makes Creighton really good because he's really good at, at being a versatile five man who can who can take uh, you know bigger post players off the dribble, um, put them in ball screens, put them in the blender, uh, you know, make things tough for the. Yeah, he's really good at all that, and he raises Creighton's ceiling because he can do that at his at his size, but, but if Cray, but if Christian plays in the NBA, 
what position is Christian Bishop in the National Basketball Association? Exactly. Yeah. Like he's he's not playing. He's, yeah, he's, he's not, not a four. He's not a rim protector. He's not, set, yeah. he's not setting pick and rolls and going get lobs as he was at Creighton. He's not doing that in the NBA. Right. And so he needs to go. He wants to go to a program where he can do what he would do in the NBA because that's what they want to see. That's what an NBA scout is going to want to see. They're going to say, what are you going to do for in the NBA? Not what he was doing at Creighton. So it wasn't going to be that. So. Yeah, the fit the fit fit applies here because does does Christian Bishop fit at Creighton? Yeah, in a certain role, and will he really raise Creighton's ceiling in that role? Yes, but is that the role he's going to play at the next level if he wants to be an NBA player? No, is he an NBA player? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that. There's lots of guys in the NBA. There's lots of guys in the NBA right now that I can't believe are still in the NBA. So I don't know if Christian Bishop's an NBA player or not about it it all it only, it only has to impress one front office for crying out loud so it's not like he has to be a surefire guy one one gm has to be like yeah i like what that dude can do and he's got a job that's all it takes so i had the same conversation with tyson alexander with about about tyson alexander people were like oh you know he's not he's doesn't have a position in the nba like he's a tweener um he only had one really good year in college like what this is a mistake he should come back for a senior year like I'm like he only he doesn't have to impress 30 teams. He has to impress one. That's it. One team has to like him. He didn't even get drafted and he's still in the league right now. Think about that part. It's not this isn't what you used to think it is. Like you don't have to get drafted to get a job. He didn't get Dijon didn't get drafted. But he signed a Marcus Howard. Yeah, he sent a two. Yeah, Marcus Howard was all over the highlight reels last night. Yep. Snatching souls. Yeah. Snatching he, souls. He didn't get he didn't get drafted. Nope. Like it's not about that anymore. You just have to you just have to impress one GM in the whole league. That's all it or takes a few, for you to get you a job. Or a few, and then wait for to see how a season plays out because teams are going to be bad. Yeah. Guys are going to get injured. Yeah. Dudes are going to get cut, waived. Teams aren't going to going to underperform. There's the G League is popping now. Like, right. So yeah, I don't know if Christian Bishop's an NBA player. I don't. I don't. If I can't sit here and say, yeah, all he has to do is go. Um, go somewhere that'll let him shoot and then he'll be in the NBA. I can't say that because I don't know yeah. a, what he's going to shoot and b where he's going to go. And if, and see if Scott's are going to like it. Yeah. But I know that he has a goal to be a more versatile player. And if he doesn't think that he's going to get that opportunity at Creighton, why should he have to sit out a year to prove he can do that somewhere else? Why? You should. I know. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So it's like, I know we're just talking back and forth at each other in agreement, but I, I don't think this is a bad move for Christian. I just think it it, it, it might be one that he doesn't think <clears throat> later on down the road he should have done. He probably, if, if like, um, like take Davion situation, right? Like, I don't think he had fun losing that Kentucky this year, but he doesn't get to find that out in it, beforehand. He has to just exactly. take the risk and find out. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like I, I yeah, he I'm sure I'm sure he enjoyed um you know being the primary ball handler and and getting a chance to kind of run the offense and be the guy um at Kentucky. I, I don't so like he in 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 some regard, I'm sure he got some of the things he was looking for when he went there. Um but I'm sure he hated the losing part of it. Like he's a competitor. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. like, but but does Definitely. that mean 
But but if you asked but, him right now, like would he would he trade any of that? I don't know what his answer would be because I just don't know. Because he wanted to go, he wanted he, to, he wanted to prove he was an NBA player, right? That's why he went to get evaluated, and that's why he came back, and that's why he um, that's why he uh, didn't come back off the injury because he knew it was his last chance to prove he could play up to that level, and he didn't want to do it at less than one hundred percent. So, did he? Is he going to regret that? I don't know, but I don't think so. Because is he, I think like, is just, he going to regret it because they lost? I don't because they didn't make the NCAA tournament and they lost and like I don't know and 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 he didn't shoot and he didn't shoot well. I don't know because I, I think he I think he'll just take that as an experience. Like he took a he took a shot on himself. You know what I mean? He just did. He exactly. went to he, like Kentucky offered him a chance to be, um, the the guy on an inexperienced squad, and he did that. And if they fell short of the NCAA tournament and he didn't perform like he wanted to that's just kind of comes with the aftermath of it all because you don't know that going in you don't know oh man i'm going to kentucky i'm going to shoot 45 percent from three be all sec and we're going to be in the final four like i'm sure you're thinking all that when you go there because it's kentucky but does he regret it because of the way it turned out i don't think that's i don't think you can say that because his situation is different you know what i mean he took a chance on himself and even if he's not going to make an NBA team um, this summer, I don't, you know, like he, he wouldn't be able to find that out only one way. Right. And that's by going same with Christian. Like, that's what I mean. Is Christian an NBA player? I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, there's guys in the NBA right now who I watch, I watch every night in the NBA go, how do you have a job? Like (laughs) I I see that. I go, why are you getting paid to do this for a living? Like, why are you getting, you are bad at basketball. I've been a Bulls fan for, you know, since pre-MJ days. Yeah. So I've seen tw- two decades of players where I'm like, how did you get this job? Who do you know? Who did you talk to? Like, what, what, how are you getting paid to do like that? Like you said, it, it might be so, that one, G- it, it, that one GM analogy might come back to bite you because it might yeah. just be a good relationship with, with a one GM or owner, right. exec. It might just be or coach, something like that. Right. That might. So that I think Christian like is an NBA player right now. I don't know. Like I, if you put a gun to my head and made me choose one, I would say no. But I also know I also think if he goes next year to some school and you know proves that he can shoot thirty six or thirty seven percent from three, I think an NBA team is going to say, "Oh man, that's someone we can use." Like I think someone will find a, a role for that. Definitely a six seven guy who can play multiple positions, defend all, defend positions. defend multiple positions one through five basically if he proves that he can do that if he can handle the ball be a low turnover guy and step out and shoot threes i think yeah i think a few front offices will take that guy yeah i do yeah, i agree and i mean look at anthony tolliver anthony tolliver is on creighton's wall right now right yep. that dude couldn't shoot a lick in college and he's a he was a sharpshooter in the nba yeah so that's not something that can't be learned along the way at this stage in life so yeah is Christian Bishop the guy – are you calling Christian Bishop a three-point marksman right now? No. He hasn't shot but, like, five threes his whole career. But I know he stepped into one at KU and buried it like it was nothing. So I'm like, well, I know he's proven he can at least hit one. So I'm not going to say he can't hit 80 in a season. I'm just not going to say it. Because I don't know what kind of wor- – I know his work ethic. And I know – and I've seen – I have an example of what work ethic can bring you. At Creighton, Anthony Tolliver – 
left Anthony Tolliver left Creighton as a non-shooter and turned himself into one to parlay into an NBA a a 10-year NBA plus career so it can happen let's not just like if if we're analyzing who Christian Bishop as a player is now don't say that's who Christian Bishop as a player always will be so yeah like let him go let him if he want if he doesn't think it fits anymore at Creighton that's what it's always about right fit right why didn't you why didn't you go play somewhere else your whole why did you why did you ride it out at CU I was in the right fit yeah you kept telling me I've asked you this every single year right like why are you not you know why are you not like at some summit league school or something like that like getting 15 a game or something like that you're like because I like it at Creighton it just fits what I want there's there's more pros than cons right you kept saying that over and over again always so it's just about the fit like if you are happy at a place you're not gonna go anywhere else so I just like found at some point Christian got to a, a point where he's like, look, it's not all bad at CU. And that's the other thing about this. It's not, it's not an absolute when someone leaves, it's not like they hate it there. You know what I mean? Christian didn't hate it like, at Creighton. It's just like, there's something out there. He feels for him. Let him go find out if it's there. Let him go take a chance. Like, like all, where, where else is he, when else is he going to do it? He only has so life is shorter than you think people, sad. especially as a college basketball player. Let him go try. It's and not it's worth all- it. It's not worth it to say he's making a mistake because you don't know if he's making a mistake until it, until it's over with. And then if you want to hit him up in the mentions and say, I told you so, if that gives you personal satisfaction to say, I knew you would fail and you failed, fine, have at it. Yeah. But don't, but say, don't, don't say he's yeah. going to fail before he even gets a shot at it. Because what, what are you right. saying right now? You just sound like exactly. a fool. Because you're exactly. not, you don't know if you're right. Exactly. You're just man. talking shit. So let him exactly. forget all that. Thank him for the years that you got to watch him play for your favorite team. Thank him for all the autographs and time he spent with your children and wish him well. Wish him well. And that's the, that's the end of it. Let that be the end of wish it. Wish him well. Yep. That's Fair all I got to say. That's all I got to say on that. I don't know if he's I a agree. three-point shooter in college. I don't know. But I'm, I'm, I'm curious to find out. But just He deserves the opportunity and the freedom to make the decision to bet on himself and double down. So let him rock. Thank him and let him rock. If you're not going to bet on yourself, you shouldn't bet on anybody else. Let's just, no. let's just be real about that. No. Like, so, no, no, no. He, I mean, like he's putting a lot of work. Like when he got to Creighton, he wasn't ready to play the five. No. And look what he turned into. He put on, man, Christian got jacked at his time at Creighton. So I don't want to hear nothing from anybody. Yeah. He was de- – and like you said, his work ethic, he was dedicated to it, man. He was 100%. dedicated to being able to compete with the Martins and bang down low with the be- – like even in the that Missouri scrimmage we had, I think back to a year ago, was like huge for him because that was the first time we had really seen him bang. Like before the season, uh, my senior year, he was really in, like out there banging and was like, man, he came a long way because like his shoulders were finally like built to actually bang down there. Yeah. So, you know what, like proud of his progression at Creighton, and I do wish him well wherever he ends up and wherever yeah. he goes. I'm gonna be a fan. I'm a Christian Bishop fan. And like, if the so. and if the highs if the highs are over, then he got to win a Big East title and exactly clutch ass free throws in the NCAA tournament. Exactly. He made one shiny moment, like he, exactly. he you know pumping his chest. He got Creighton to a Sweet 16 by averaging a double double in the first two. Man, games. Like, we gotta talk about. There's plenty of memories to appreciate. Like he's gonna he's not gonna look back on his Creighton years with regret. He had he balled out. He did. Shout out CV man. Yeah. But hey, speaking of one shining moment, though, I did think it was a little whack this year only because 
Well, you were tired. Not having watched it. I was. I was. I ain't. I can't even lie. I I was upset because I should have been in one shining moment. So I was emotional (laughs) because I would have definitely been in. I would have gone crazy on the bench last year and been in one shining moment. But that was the thing I was just to say. It's just it was very disheartening without fans. I think I like one shining moment with fans. It's more. I don't know. It, it was it was a little bit more eerie to me this year because I was like, oh, it looks like this is, this is just like bubble highlights. The like, close-ups were weird, weren't they? Like they were very like, weird. They were much closer to players, like because they realized the shots in the in the background aren't aren't great anymore because there's not a yeah there's not like a crowd weird. reacting to it. Yeah. It was a lot of like diving on like obviously Ryan had they had Calcutta diving on the floor and whatnot, but I was like, yeah, there was a little too much of that, like because <laughs> like it's it's when you balance out like the tenacity. And then, like, someone pointing to the fans and, like, beating their chest, looking. I think that's another part of it, too. It's, like, when players look into the stands and see their people, like, mm-hmm. and it's in, in the atmosphere of, like, an NCAA tournament, that's, like, that's a one-shining moment feeling. You feel that. It was just – Go back. It was, like, it was an AAU tournament highlight. <laughs> when we're done here, go back and watch the end of your guys' game against Seton Hall. And listen to the oh. CU, the CU, CU. Listen to those chants when Sharif is dribbling the clock out. Just, yeah. you'll get, no, I you'll, you no, I, I think you'll, you I think you'll tell me to do, yeah, like, I, I, I stop. Like, no, I, I do tear up. Again. Do you not see me tweet this? Like all last year, I was like, I would, I would cry like at least once a week when <laughs> I would bring that video up because somebody in my, in my Twitter would retweet it and I was like tagged on a bunch of them. And so I would see it. And it would be like, just in case you needed this today. I'm like, yeah, I need it every day, but I can't have it. So, like, I don't know why you guys keep retweeting this, and I have to see it and suffer through it. I was like, I was there. It was a great day. I loved it. But, like, we're all shut down now. I don't – like, it was terrible. Like so, I don't know. I, you... I, it, it's bittersweet because I watched it a lot during the lockdown of the pandemic. So, like, it's like it's almost like nostalgia because you're like, man, those are the good old days. Are we going to have those days again? No. Like, it's sad to think about. Oh, we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, the first time, the first time you're back at a Creighton game, like a big one at the CHI, and like the crowd is just going nuts. Like you might, you might lose it. Oh, I can't wait. Like God, I I miss this so much. Like (laughs) some of that might be the alcohol talking, but I bet you you'll shed a tear or two. Oh yeah, I can't wait. I have. It'll be the first time I'm like I I can actually like have a drink in the Shihel Center. That's true. That's 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 true. I've never I've never gone there for a game and like been able to just like sit through it. So it will be exciting. Yeah. You're about to be at your second part of your Creighton life now, because all you're taking with you into this next phase is the alcohol. Wait, 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 what? Well, my Creighton fans are known for like, you know, throwing them back. That's what the, that's oh, what, of course. Like, that's what they're known like, for. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're, yeah. Yeah. Laugh pretty much like calls Creighton fans alcoholics every, every time. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's a common thing. So like the only thing you got to worry about now as a fan going forward is just the alcohol portion of it as opposed yeah, to, no. as opposed to like scouting reports and all that type of stuff. And like, you know, how you, yeah, how your see, general, like you just get to go I, back and grab a beer, get see, your, wristband, I get this get way with man. And like, that's all you, you can go, just go nuts. I feel that's, that's true though, but it's more true for me with sports, not basketball. Cause basketball, if I go to games, like, and I'm there and I'm in the setting, I don't, like drinking too much because I want to still be like locked into the game, and I feel yeah, like yeah, I'll be at. You'll get over that. Crate, crate, and I'll feel no, no, yeah. no. I still do it. Even, Creighton, I do it even at home. Like what Creighton does to you, it like it naturally attracts you to the closest alcoholic beverage. True, 
True. And you're, I'm, I'm going to go I'm, in that arena. You know what it is, though? You'll get you know there like half is? an hour early and you'll be like, you'll kind of like, no, look around, you'll absorb it. You're like, I need a, I need some, I'm going to go get a beer. Yeah. Like, you'll, you know what it is, though? Happen naturally. You're right. You're right. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to act all mature and shit here, but like, yeah, it's because it's, it's only, be, and the only reason I'm like trying to say this is I've just been, I think I haven't like been around, obviously groups of people to drink in so long because it's like at games obviously yeah. i'm thinking i'm forgetting i'm gonna know everyone there and it's gonna be all my people and i'm gonna be like oh let's get a beer let's get a drink and it's gonna turn into like 10 of those so yes i'm i'm forgetting I, i'm sorry man you gotta come me some slack i forget what crowds are like that's what i, I know that's what i'm saying you'll it'll eventually i forget i forget what that atmo- i forget what uh-huh. that feels like being around like a bunch of people and like the adrenaline and like being like yo let's have a beer not, i mean not, do you- Toby, Toby, got a like Toby Hagen got a beer, like beer he was known for that. Whole, so, yeah. Beer and Creighton is synonymous. It just is like, it's, it, cause it happened one time. And like, that's what everybody's favorite moment for Toby's whole career. It wasn't even about anything he oh, did. Yeah. It was like, you remember that one time a beer, you got a beer poured on your head? Like, oh, he was dramatic with it though. I, I crack on him all the time. Cause I was like, dude, you really had to like, cause if you watch the video, like uh-huh. he lets it pour on his head. And then he like slowly like lets it like drain out because he's like milking it. He smelt it was beer and he wanted to milk it. Well, he was duh, like, that's what I mean. He knew because he was like, on the jumbotron. He, yeah, and now yeah, now it's a synonymous moment. Because... He was just embracing. He was just embracing all aspects of Creighton. He was wearing the mm-hmm. jersey, playing the game, and then along comes the beer. Like that's it. Just... T-shirt Toby. Yeah, that's why I wore a T-shirt for the rest of his career. You know that right? Because he was afraid of getting beer spilled on him. That's what right. it was. That's what I mean. Like, you know, it's there's, just a re- there's a reason just made that Lav up. always I, talks I, I, about the reason I, I, like Creighton that up. Lav loves Creighton is because like I have a I have a picture of this dude sitting like in just like an uh, uh, a pile of kegs for dollar beer night. Like and they, yeah, they try to I, call it dollar beverage night too. And what does everybody call it? Because it's just like that's what Creighton does. Yeah. Like, they watch no, you, you go, they watch you're it. going for a beer. Yeah. Dollar beverage. What with we're all everything. a bunch of we're all a bunch of Catholics. All we do is fish fries in the wintertime. It's all a bunch of fish fries, but we only go to the fish fries for the beer. So it's just what we do. Exactly. exactly. Do. So yeah, like when you come back to Omaha for a game, yeah, you believe like that's the only part of it that's a left full to year, me. and I have not a full year since graduating, and I haven't even been back to a great game. Obviously, couldn't, but yeah, like, but yeah, it's yeah, probably Dude, one of the wild. yeah, that's wild. Especially since you stayed in the states, especially and, overseas, and so. it's yeah, and it's me who's been talking about all the games. So I'm like, wow. We'll we'll change that though. We'll see how this one goes. Can't <laughs> wait, can't wait for my first Craig game. Get our shots, and back. we're back in the gym. I, I'm like, they're gonna need. I told, I told, uh, I was like, they're gonna need. I told Creighton, I was like, you're gonna need a restraining order to keep me away after I get this second shot. Like seriously. Yeah, I know. Aren't you hyped? I can't believe. Oh, so it. I it was it. You, I really did not know. I forget what podcast it was that mm-hmm. we talked about this, but I really forgot how you just weren't going to practice this because that's how much I it ingrained. It was ingrained in my mind that I was like, "Oh no, Matt's at all the practices, offseason yeah. workouts, all that." Like that's that's just where he is. That's it, that just goes without saying. No. And then I just completely because obviously not being there, dealing with own stuff. I'm like, I couldn't believe like it, the pandemic limited that much. So I'm happy for you. I can't wait to get back to that type of normalcy at least. And I know the guys will appreciate it too. Yeah, I'm like, I'm I'm excited. I I'm already looking forward to a scurry in the scrub like remote podcast. Like we'll have to. We'll get we're gonna have some good ones out there, man. Once I get out there, because I still have to go out uh to take my graduation picture 
went back, man. And oh, you do. That's right. Yeah. So I'll schedule that. And when, once we get out there, we can get a little episode going out there. We'll have fun. And do you get like, you have to get your biggie. Did you get your biggest championship ring yet? Yeah. Let me see it. Show that off for the people. This one right here. Ooh. Oh. This is the one, baby. Hold that right up to the camera. Look at that thing. Oh, look at that. Oh, we got the 12 on it, too. Got scary on there. Big East. Let me see the front. Let me see the front. Yeah. Oh, that's just, oh, that's gross. I love it. It's huge. Yes, sir. Look at that. That's harder than work. Just for, just for comparison for the people, we'll throw out the freshman year, 25 win season, right? Just in comparison, look at the size difference here, people. Ooh. Like, this is a ring ring. Yeah, that's like a – yeah, you should, like, wear that to every restaurant you go to from now on. See if, they like, anybody finds you and gives you a free – that's the other thing about Creighton is, like, there's fans everywhere. So, if they see that, like, oh, nowhere. scary. So you want to – oh, let me, let me buy your drink, man. Like, that's, nowhere. that's, that's the other thing you got to do now. You got to start capitalizing. So on- cool. It's true. This is true because, you know, the first time that actually happened to me was not to sidetrack here, but my brother – uh, who's now at, he actually goes to college in Canada online for now, but he uh, started at university of San Francisco for a semester. And when I went out there to help him move in uh, that summer, so it was late August, it was right when we got back from Australia, I went to help him move in and we were going after we all moved in all this stuff. We went just to downtown San Francisco, grab some burgers. And uh, there was a dude in the restaurant gave me a roll of J's on my way in. Cause I had the J's hoodie on. Yeah. He gave me a roll of J's, and I was like, okay, roll J's out of the way out of San Francisco. Look at San Francisco. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, you put that Jay's ring. Family rolls deep. Yeah, just put that ring on, and it's like a wristband for everywhere. You just get a free drink. This thing is crazy, man. Right. Like, That's nuts. You're like one of those old heads, too, like later in life when you're like yeah. all like I can't wrinkled, wait. wrinkled skin and like everything like that, just wearing that ring around the grandchildren. Be like, what's that? Yeah, no, and the stories, you know how it goes. The stories get more and more dramatic. Oh, I'm be like, oh, this is my final four yeah. ring. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because my 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 senior year, we should have went to the final four. So they gave us this because they felt bad. They got us bigger rings because uh-huh. they knew we were going to be in the final four. <laughs> and then just every year it gets more. This is my national championship ring from the year that they, COVID, COVID. I was a national champion, though. That was the year I won it all. And they're going to be like, yeah, you'll be telling that story to the grandkids, and then your own children will be like, "Yeah, they're gonna be like, oh wow, he really, he's he's losing it, he's losing it." <laughs> like, no, he was he he was saying this when he was like twenty seven too. So yeah, it's, it's okay. He, yeah, it's the d- delusion started early. It's okay. Let him let yeah. him have it. There's his, you can just go check on his podcast. He was he was saying it was like a Final Four ring back in like twenty twenty one. I don't know. It's he he doesn't even have Alzheimer's. He's just twenty twenty did a number on him and he just kind of forgot things and uh, added parts of the story that weren't yeah. there and whatnot. Just didn't actually yeah. the things that didn't add up. He just made his own story. Well, like that's the thing. Like twenty twenty had like blank pages at the end so he just filled them in on his own like he's exactly. yeah, like yeah you're not you can't say you're wrong because no one got to prove you wrong so just like yeah i'm just gonna fill these Bingo. blanks in how i thought Bingo. it was gonna end that's why i can say that's why it's fun i'm like no we would have been in the final four mm-hmm. easily i say yeah. we would have last year we would have been in the final four yeah like because who can who can tell you that's not a you're not factually wrong you're just like if, if we're about fact you can't say you wouldn't have made it like how do you know we were good no, we no were one rolling. can say that 
Yeah. She's like, well, you didn't have Marcus. Right I thought, I know, yeah, that would have sucked, but, I, you know, Jet, Jet. I would have stepped in. You guys saw Jet in that first half, right? We've been fine. Yeah. Jet and, and, and I had a – Yeah, Reef and Max said he was – Reef, where did Reef who – whose pocket did Reef pick? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. dude, like, wasn't someone just trying to break him down off the dribble, like that Anderson kid or whatever? Yeah, he's just like, give me this. Yeah. And then Jet was oh, popping see? threes, like, we're good. We're fine. See, we can, you're writing the narrative now. Yeah. You just wrote it. Like, uh-huh. yeah, just rolled it. I, that, that, was, that was what I was going to say you anyway. Can, you can just run with that. That's all. We're all good. Would have been Final Four. Yeah, man. But I'm excited. Yeah. Scary yeah. in the Scrub live episode coming soon did we say Close when, when do you get when do you, have you got your first shot yet have you told people yet? nope when you to get the people i am getting the johnson and johnson shot at 10 30 saturday you morning. one and done you one, one and done baby one and you done. Got done talking about these players need to commit to you know the grind and you're going one and done on it huh? one and done one and done okay straight to the pros okay i got you mm-hmm. i want to i just don't I, I, this i actually I, I should I should give the real reason before I just say I want the one and done because I'm <laughs> trying to be efficient. The real reason I actually am getting the Johnson and Johnson is that weirdly enough, I just I have weird allergic reactions all the time, just like seasonal and to like some food sometimes. Just weird. Like mm-hmm. even I think it was right in like it was cold, so it was in January, I had a really bad like allergic reaction where my lips and yeah, we had to we had to scrap, we had to scrap a pod because of it because scrap a pod because yeah. of this yeah, and I had a terrible allergic reaction and so I uh, talked to my doctor and they are like you should get the one and done because they don't want like me to ha- take like the one Moderna and say or Pfizer and then say something like happens and then they have to like do tests and like in the middle to like do all that and i don't want to have to be taking a bunch of time out of work if that stuff happens so they're yeah. like yeah just get the one and done so my doctor recommended it is the real answer okay but i also am just trying to get one and done because i'm lazy and i don't want to go back i don't want i don't want two shots like i just want one yeah i just want the one yes yeah, so when are you getting it saturday morning 10 30 okay nice nice very excited yeah very excited so my yeah. and i'm getting paid for it through my job my job was paying me for okay. getting, so like, getting a smooth hundred bucks a hundred dollars to get a one and done man you're living you made the right decision. they usually give you like 50 and 50 if you get the two okay yeah. i like it so yeah so this saturday so two weeks from two weeks from this saturday that'll be like maybe. right around the time i get my second one maybe yeah so you'll be you'll be free and clear the 24th to go act a fool Probably still have to wear a mask though, because I don't know how that's all. Definitely, you can still give it off. You can still get it off. Especially with the Johnson and Johnson one too. Like you're taking the shortcuts. Yeah, it's the diet vaccine, so I don't know if it'll be. I don't know if it's gonna fully work, but (laughs) but yeah, I haven't got. At least you won't. At least you won't. At least you won't die from COVID. Like you'll be good. Like yeah. So knock on Um, wood, man. You know I'm superstitious. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, you got the you got the wood desk. You're good. Knock on it. Um. Yeah, so we're this will be like we're gonna have to like have a celebration podcast where we just like yeah do nothing. It's gonna but, have to be it's gonna have to be like a great nonsense episode. I'm just gonna just I'm just about. gonna I'm just gonna hit you up on Zoom and like walk around the world with my phone. <laughs> walk around where the world, just like the world. Oh yeah, yeah. We have like, to, we'll have to do like we'll have to on, do offsite episodes because yeah. we can finally be free. One hundred percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the way we're gonna do it. All right, everybody.
This was Screwing the Scrub episode 1000 or something. I don't know. Not really. That's not, we haven't been there yet. We're getting up there. We're getting up there. We're climbing. Slow and steady is the climb. Um, yeah, we'll start doing these more regularly, though, because we got more stuff to talk about and less things to watch. So we got to – We'll be on it. We'll have, we'll have more fun things to talk about. If you guys are listening in, please just give us some topics if you want to hear us rant about them. Like, we'd love to touch on anything. So I'm with whatever. Um, that's awkward phrasing, but yeah, I'm with the general vibe of that, that we were fine with. Dang. That. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's okay. You maybe we'll cut that one out. <laughs> it's all right. We'll cut that one out. Sorry. All right, everybody have a good week.